It's Wednesday, so you've got me. I'm Carousel Baird. Hey, you can listen to me any day of the week. You can listen online at WRTFM.org, at the A Public Affair podcast, or on the WORT smartphone app. If you like what you hear, click the donate button and support community media. Your donation makes a huge difference. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take you to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to A Public Affair. It is Wednesday, March 8th, and you've got me. I'm your host today, Carousel Baird. And I want to remind you, you are listening to volunteer-powered, listener-sponsored community radio, WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. And before we get our show started today, I want to remind everyone, this is week two of Pledge Week, and we have our fabulous guest, uh... Joining me today for Pledge Week, Patty's in the studio. Hello, Patty. Hello, Carousel. And I didn't say your last name because I want people. I wanted them to go, Patty. Patty. Why do I know Patty? <laughs> when you hear that voice, you think fabulous Mondays on WORT and oh, Patty. Carousel. And here you are on a Wednesday. I'm here on a Wednesday. I get to see you, which I, never happened. Never before. happened. No. We should have no. like left each other notes, you know, <laughs> scratch notes in the desk. Well. Carousel, as the queen of yellow sticky notes, I probably could have left you a lot of yellow sticky notes. I like sticky yes. notes. That's how I you keep too. track of everything. Well, yeah, it's how I live my life. Well, They're on my refrigerator. I mean, everywhere. and the cupboards. Everywhere. Not on, not on the that, cooktop, that's though. That's per- organized. So well, maybe. if you're a WORT listener, perhaps today mm. you have a sticky note that says pledge. <gasps> pledge. Call WORT at 608-256-2001, extension 1. And how many pledges are we trying to get? Patty, do we have any goals today? Oh, I, yeah, you, I'm sure we have. We we have some goals. We do. Um, you might not know I'm, yet. Uh, we're just warming yeah, up. Yeah, we're 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 looking for our goals, but we we do have it. Okay, yes. but we, we just, need we need you to call like right now, or if you're if you're online. What do they do if they're online, Carousel? They can go to wortfm.org. And click the orange donate button. I think it's orange. It is. Yes. Yahoo! Okay. And don't get crumbs on your computer when you do that. Oh. No. Too late for me. Oh. <laughs> I'm, well. I mean, to tie into the theme of today, I'm always eating. There are always crumbs everywhere. But have you spilled coffee on your computer? Usually, uh, no. I'm a good ginger ale. I'm a ginger ale drinker. So there's ginger ale. I'm klutzy. We won't cover that. We won't cover that. Okay. Okay. But. But. 608-256-2001, extension 1. And WORTFM.org. And we'll get back to you, Patty, um, and remind everyone um, that they want to support the great work that we're doing they can pledge we're so excited to have them and i am really excited for today's show because usually we talk about local politics and are talking with candidates but today because it's pledge week we're actually doing something much better than that we're talking almost with sort of like a local celebrity forget the mayor and all of those kind of celebrities we've got a true uh community leader here we have uh chef 
Sean Parr. Far. Oh my God. Sean, say your last name for me one it's more time. Far. Far. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah. Chef Sean Far is here with us. Hello, Chef. Hi. Thanks How for having doing? me. It's I'm wonderful to have you. And you are the owner and chef at uh, Mint Mark mm-hmm. and the owner and chef uh, of Muscle Lounge and mm-hmm. Sporting Club mm-hmm. here in Madison. You're yes. The 2020 James Beard Award semifinalist mm-hmm. for Best Chef in the Midwest. Congratulations. Thank you. And you were just named. Chef of the Year by Madison Magazine. Yes. That's fantastic. It's really, really quite an honor. Absolutely. So welcome. Congratulations. We, my household loves Mint Mark. We had my husband's 50th birthday at Mint Mark. I'm going to be like a fangirl today. (laughs) Um, Sean, talk to us about Mint Mark. Newish kind of restaurant. Opened in 2017. Does that feel newish? Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like a million years ago, to be honest. Um, but that yeah, was December seventeenth or December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen, that we opened. Um, we did two practice services and a fish fry, and then off we were. <laughs> and before you know it, we were you know three deep the bar, and people were waiting two and a half, three hours to get a table. And wow! It just didn't slow down until we were forced to. Right at the start. What's the key to being so successful right Uh, there? I mean, my philosophy with food has always been uh, protect the quality, make sure everything tastes good. Nothing can go out on a plate if it doesn't taste great, and nothing goes on the plate if it doesn't make sense on the plate. So if right off the bat you just make sure everything tastes good, you're already winning half the battle right there. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the kind of restaurant that – Mint Mark is it's it's a little different from your standard restaurant. Yeah, Mint Mark is um, it's interesting. So it's a it's a thirteen hundred square foot restaurant. We've got about forty six seats. Uh, it is the smallest worst shaped kitchen I've ever worked in. <laughs> um, we fit up to four or five cooks sometimes in the back, depending on the busy of nights. Uh, the philosophy has always been continual changing menu, a continually rotating menu. So there were weeks um, where I was putting seven to nine new items on the menu every week, um, you know, and we just try and cook with the seasons, cook with what's local, cook with what might be inspiring us. We don't have uh, too many boundaries other than like what, you know, we can f- actually fit within our kitchen, which is not a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's, uh, you know, it's been a very cool restaurant for me. The The whole concept for me with, uh, Mintmark, unbeknownst to Chad, uh, one of my business partners, who's a co-owner of Muscle Lounge with me, is he just wanted a bar that did snacks, and I was going to come in and prep for 20 hours a week, make snacks, and go home. Instead, and, uh, you're making new dishes Yeah, every so every time we met with the architect, time. I kind of slid plans of the kitchen out a little bit further and started like, oh, no, I think we need a hood. I think we need to do this. And then before you know it, I had snuck my dream restaurant <laughs> in to his bar. And, uh, so, I mean, I just, everything about Mintmark was based upon things that I had issues with in my career, um, coming up. Like, I feel like sometimes the hardest part of a service is coordinating when all entrees come at the same time, yes. like a very fine dining thing. Um, and it always made sense to me just to kind of send food out as it was ready, which helps cooks say like, you know, like, Hey, you've got four terrines or you've got four pastas. You can make them all at once as opposed to like fire pasta. Oh, no, wait, wait, fire another pasta, you know, let's do that right after that one. And just trying to coordinate these things. It's small. I don't have room for heat lamps. So everything has to be made and sent out right away. So it was just kind of like the way I wanted things to go. And, you know, I wanted an open kitchen so everybody could see what we were doing and we could 
see what was going on in the dining room. I wanted cooks to interact with customers because it's important for everyone to understand the difficulties of each job. And being a server or a bartender is hard, especially like being yes. on the front line with customers. Um, and so it was important for me for cooks to like get that experience as well. So um, it was really just these things that I was like, okay, I think these are all things that are maybe a little flawed or maybe things that I just didn't like the way they work. So Mintmark was just kind of this like attempt at creating a place that didn't have to be held to those standards. I think what's so interesting is some of my favorite things about Mintmark. Um, one of them is the, the small plates mm -hmm. and that you get to try everything. And that wasn't part of what you just described right now was was that the intent of having small plates or is that just sort of maybe because small kitchen, small plates, no, small portions? That was my intent for small plates as well. Um, and it's certainly like small plates because like I think there's sometimes confusion into it's to describe it. Like my wife always asks me for a nicer way to describe what it was supposed to be in the beginning because people are like, oh, like tapas or yeah, like no. all appetizers. And I mean, in a sense, like all of those... Uh, categories could fit in but it's really just like just small plates of food that everybody can share and you can get a lot of different things and i i when i go out to eat i over order i've always got that fear of there's like, too many things you want yeah i want to try everything and you know inevitably like if it's at a place i, I know like they'll send something out like we do to other people and man it gets to be so much food so why not like shrink that down a little bit why not give everybody an opportunity to try all these things that we're excited about cooking you know uh, a two top can come in get like four to five things a couple drinks so you know i mean i think that's part of the magic of mint mark is that when we would go there and i go there so i am I, i'm uh I grew up in Los Angeles and New York. I grew up in a uh, really more a New York kind of family. So you either bought the food at the market today because mm -hmm. the kitchen's small and everything's small, or you're ordering out. So I ate out all the time in my childhood. Well, Very privileged awesome. to be able to afford that, of yeah. course. Um, my parents were always working nonstop, and it was always, we'll go downstairs and get some food. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, right, I just eat out all the time with my family and I'm always dragging them along and oh, yeah. my husband's a Madison native and my kids both were born here so it's the one New Yorker versus the three Madison natives and they're like oh, okay mm -hmm. we'll go out to dinner maybe mom um, and everyone loves going to Mint Mark because you can't go wrong you order seven things and everyone has and it's fun at the end of that which one was your favorite oh this one was my favorite oh really I didn't love the raisins in there oh my god the raisins were the best part but i mean conversations that you don't have at other restaurants where i get i try things that i usually wouldn't try mm -hmm. because there's more things on the table people food that other people picked that wouldn't really be my favorite and then holy moly it's the best like the cauliflower mm -hmm. at mint mark i'm yep. not a huge cauliflower fan and i believe the whole world would riot if your cauliflower wasn't there on a regular basis yeah yeah there was some it went off the menu for a little bit for uh <laughs> pricing reasons and for some reason the market during the winter said it was 90 dollars for 12 heads of cauliflower <laughs> so um did people know. comment on that yeah people were like where's the cauliflower where's the cauliflower i was like i don't know would you rather have a steak because it's cheaper right now so 
do yeah. people talk to you about the <clears throat> fact that you know with the small plates it just it creates this atmosphere yeah. when we go out to Mint Mark it's like no other restaurant of that caliber food where you have this interaction with each other this conversation this opportunity to to taste flavors by a top quality chef that everywhere else you order your one dish and you have a delicious one dish mm -hmm. and you go home and you go oh i can't cook like that you we go oh my god i can't cook like that and that and that and that, and that. <laughs> it's but there's something magical about that i mean i just think restaurants are magical in any way you go about it i think mint mark is obviously quite special in the way we get to present food to people and the way service goes and the like the way my talented and passionate team creates these experiences for you right there's like it's like it doesn't work without customers it doesn't work without the the team and it doesn't work out with the space right so all of those things but mostly my staff create these great experiences and you get to try all this food with it and um but restaurants themselves are special i mean i i love going out to eat so much that i mean i get like nervous about it you know, uh, I get, you know, man, it takes me forever to order. One time I got to go to Italy one time on vacation with some friends and I made these friends walk around for like five hours before I could pick a restaurant out Cause you, in, in Rome. What made you nervous? Just so you want that quintessential meal. You want to sit down and you want everything to be okay. Right. Like it's a special occasion. So restaurants are sometimes expensive. Yes. Um, you know, and like at the end of the day, like. Food is, you know, you know, like just going home and eating. Like, I mean, I eat my share of chicken tenders. I've got a, you know, I've got little kids, you know, so sometimes food is just food, but you get to go out there, have the service, have the space, have food that you don't know how to prepare. So it's crazy and it's special. And like, man, I, you know, like the apprehension in Italy was just trying to find this like quintessential Italian meal, right? That the restaurant didn't have Alfredo on the menu as the number one item, like when you walk up, you <laughs> right. know, I'm like, no, I'm like, I know what regional Italian food is. Like, I don't want that. So, but anyway, to, to, to say that, like Mint Mark's great in that, right? Cause it, it is all, uh, approachable to a certain sense. You um, can almost order everything on the menu when you go there. Yeah, you, you, you can. Yeah. And, and people do. I mean, I've had, yeah, it happens most I, nights. I would say a group of, when we go as a group <clears throat> of four, we, Actually, my memory is looking at your menu and saying, which three things are we not getting? Yeah. Because yeah. that's almost easier because you wind up getting everything. And and I mm -hmm. think that that's part of the magic of Mint Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Patty. Carousel. Join us in this conversation. Um, does this make you want? <laughs> is anybody hungry right now? Of as course we're this is about making me hungry. How, how fabulous yes. Mint Mark is. Yeah. It yep. reminds me of all the places that we go out to eat where my husband and I will try to decide which which one of us is getting which entree mm. so that we can share our entrees back and forth so that we can each have, you know, more, in a way, more than one entree. Because mm. a lot of times there are entrees that we're like, ooh, when are we going to get to try this again? Right, right. So it has a, a description and and the way it sounds and the ingredients, and the ingredients. in it are things that you hadn't put oh, together yeah. before. You get to have that multiple times at Mint Mark. Right. I mean, I think that's sort of special. Now, do you want to remind us, Patty, um, how people can pledge and 
they're enjoying the conversation that we're having today? Yes, because it looks like so far we haven't heard from anyone. And we do need to hear from at least seven of you this hour. So, and we have the bell here. We are we ready. We have the bell we here. We want to ring the yes, bell, Yes, we people. want to ring the bell. In fact, I've got a bike bell, so we've got two bells. <laughs> um, Patty comes with her own personal <laughs> bell. Well, you know, it's it's a bike thing. So, yeah, I had to, had to bring it. But you can call us at 608-256-2001, extension 1, and talk to either, I believe it's Mary Jo or Mary Jo. Um, either one of them can take your pledge, or you can you can if you're at your computer, you can do this all at your computer, right, Carousel? Yes, at wortfm.org, yeah. and you know you can pledge any amount. There's some premium, um, great, fabulous thank you gifts. A new T-shirt, uh huh, which I just pledged last Whoa. week when I pledged uh, I pledged an Ali show, and Ali pledged <laughs> on my show. It was great. The Tuesday and Wednesdays of public <laughs> affairs, all supporting each other. Um, what but, color did you get? Uh, I believe I got green. Green is my favorite color. Okay, not basic black. No. No. Okay. I well, mean, you're wearing green today. I am okay. sort of a black kind of grunge. I am. I have. I have been listening to you know my um, hole recently, so <laughs> I do think black and black <coughs> would be the better color. But I went. I went with green. Went with green. Okay. Not the blue then. Not the blue. I'm not really a blue person. Okay. But see, all these choices. If you pledge a hundred dollars, you too can have this exciting debate of what color shirt you want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and there are, there are other gifts available, which the receptionist will be happy to tell you about, because there are all sorts of things Great. out there. Well, yeah. And what I love about what we're doing at Ward is the fact that we have Sean here in the studio with us today. These are, you know, I, I hope everyone goes and reads the great article in Madison Magazine um, featuring Sean as the, you know, 2023 uh, Chef of the Year. But these are longer conversations we get to have detailed conversations this doesn't happen anywhere else but on ward this place is just a gem and a mm. delight to be a part of and the conversations that we have we talked with all the mayor candidates we talked with the supreme court candidates it was a pleasure talking with the ones no matter what side on the political aisle you on here we had 30 minutes of them explaining their philosophy in detail to us really insight that you can't get anywhere else but here at WORT. You do get them at WORT. And on a public affair which runs five days a week. Yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Carousel, you've been on Wednesdays for a while now. I've right? been on Wednesdays for about two years. I used to be on Tuesdays. I know. And this sometimes is... I turn on Tuesday and I'll think it's Carousel. Then I realize, oh no. And then you hear Ali's fabulous Ali. voice. Ali yes. and I did this <laughs> lovely switch. Yes, yes. Yes. So that's really fun. But Please support the work that we're doing at um, WRTFM.org. Or, Patty, what's the number again? 608-256-2001, extension 1. All right, we've got the bell in here. We can't wait to ring it. And I want to hear Patty's bell that she brought in. Yeah. So, come on. We hope that you will support the great work that we're doing. Um, Yeah. Okay, Patty, we'll get back to you in a second. Sean, I wanted to talk to you about... um, why Madison? Why you? So you're not from Madison originally. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm from New London, Wisconsin. Where is that? Uh, it's pretty close to Appleton or Green okay. Bay. That's right. Uh, huge town. Uh, you know, seven thousand people. We have a Walmart, so pretty big Ooh-hoo. deal out there. 
Um, Where did you get the idea to be a chef when you're growing up? Man, uh, I just wanted to be a punk drummer. I, you know, I was a musician. I went to University of Stevens Point for music education, emphasis in jazz. Um, and I was taking like 21 credits a semester. All the while before this, I had been working in a pizzeria called Jolly Rogers. Um, and it was like, I never realized that I was cooking. I was just having a ton of fun. I was delivering pizzas. I was making pizzas, listening to music, getting free pizza, which is, as a teenager <laughs> or a 42-year-old grown man is pretty awesome. Always helpful. I probably would still work for pizza at some points. Um, so, you know, uh, I didn't realize that cooking was something that I enjoyed. It was just something that I did. I went to music school. I got severely burnt out by taking 21 credits a semester. Um, that sounds like a lot. I'm too is. far removed from college to remember what 21 credits means. Well, I but think the is most it usually is like four per class? It's like 18 credits is like your max load. Yeah. So I was doing what the heck were you jazz doing? ensemble, jazz combo, percussion ensemble, uh, percussion studio, drum set lessons, piano lessons, all like orchestra, all these things, and then math. The problem was is that. You know, one, I just wanted to be a punk drummer. And two, uh, you know, like working four months on a timpani etude or four mallet marimba technique, although interesting and fun, uh, the results were taking forever. And what I realized is that Hmm. in cooking, I could find out if I was doing a good job or a bad job, like instantaneously. Um, And it was satisfying. Yeah, it was satisfying. I'm, I'm, I'm a very, like, tactile human being I learn with my hands I need tactile results um, and so it just kind of you know it fell in and like there's you know there's a story in the article about how I met Chad in Stevens Point and um, he had just gotten done with culinary school and I kind of followed in his path a little bit and he helped me out in like preparing to get there and you know this it's kind of history from there but it, it the whole reason for cooking was just uh, result oriented satisfaction you know did you like food did you like flavors you know i was a kind of a picky eater as a kid um and my dad ran a sauerkraut factory you know uh wow yeah uh which i mean i wouldn't touch the stuff and now you know i i wish he was still around so i could talk to him about the sauerkraut that i make you know um so yeah food wasn't a big thing he ran a canning company um you know my mom wasn't uh, she made good fried chicken they're from the south uh, but, it, you know, we ate a lot of, like, canned vegetables. So, like, food was never, like, this, like, focus in my life, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was never a thing. It just, it literally just became, like, the I enjoyed the lifestyle. Huh. It's a similar lifestyle to being a musician in many facets. Uh, you know, late nights, great parties, uh, you know, hard work. And everybody's in the same page when you come into work the next day, like, um, you know, in your youth. And everybody's just out there being crazy. Um, but... It, what it eventually evolved in is the reaction I was able to get from people. Once I became uh, in a position, when I once I got to a, a position where I could engage with people and get reactions about the food I was creating or the food I was being taught to create and seeing people so happy about it, it really became a thing for me where I was like, this is, this is special, you know, and it drove me in like that, uh, that the ego in me, you know, people saying like, oh, good job, good job. It feels it was, good. It, it feels great, right? And food's a great vehicle to try and get that. But at the same time, 
it was great for feedback and be like, you know, that's not great. This is how you fix it. And it's, you know, it's just chemistry. It's just applied science or a craft. It's easy to find ways to fix these things and, and get better at it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's kind of how my love for food evolved. And then, well, so f first of all, it's 1229. Are you awake? Was this show too early for you? Oh, my God. I'm up at 6 a.m. Is that your children's fault? That is my your fault I need to get up you decided to get them children yeah yeah so yeah oh no no those days are are so gone like okay. I, you know but you know the cooks and, and chefs and service industry people work hellacious hours my mm -hmm. first job I worked for 90 dollars a day it was shift pay and it was uh 14 to 15 hours a day my dad in was Chicago a chef, so I I know about the hellacious hours yeah because that's what he did he worked a split shift and we would see him, I, I didn't see him in the morning because he'd already gone to work by then. Mm -hmm. um, he would come home for part of the afternoon and then he would go back for the evening service and he would be home late and get up early the next morning and be on his way. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. It takes it takes a really strong individual to continue on in it. And I think I'm in my 20, I'm not saying I'm strong, but I'm like looking at my employees, you know, like... <laughs> And it's like, I see what they're going through, you know, the longer days, the, you know, four or five days in a row, sometimes longer than that. On your feet. On your all feet. All the time. How, with a deadline. Yeah. You know? How sustainable yeah. is this? Talk to us about <clears throat> the the culture, the shift. Has, did the pandemic have an impact on restaurant culture and, and sort of this sort of nonstop long hours intensity yeah i mean it had a severe impact um you know people for the first time were not allowed to work and especially in the service industry like restaurants you know there's a lot of other people in the service industry like people who worked at grocery stores which i consider a service job you know that had to be there and you know uh you know my wife's a nurse practitioner, so nurses were obviously cranking it out and, and going through the worst. But yeah, yes. like eventually, you know, like what happened is none of us were allowed to work for a little while. And then we started kind of coming back and we there was nobody coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's made a lot of us rethink the structure. I mean, it's not easy. It's it's a flawed system inherently. You know, the the margins are thin. Um, so financially, financially for a restaurant to work. And, you know, you try and pay people, at least I, I pay people and try to pay people as much as I possibly can. We have a tipping uh, thing in, in place as well. The goal is for people to only work four days a week and have three days off, which works almost all the time um, until you start becoming a manager. And then it's just, you know, you end up having to manage more. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been really tough. And I it makes me sad because at the end of the day, like, I really feel like restaurants saved me in a sense, you know, like you find families in these, these groups of people that you cook with and the relationships you develop with them are, n there's not a stronger relationship in any other job, I believe, except for like the people you're standing with and working like 14 hours a day with side by side and getting crushed in that 110 degree kitchen and getting screamed at by a chef. And like, it's crazy. And like, you just build this bond and man, I just started like really depending on this and at the same time like honing this craft that's unattainable by some and has an impact on people and it's 
you know, it's 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 just a beautiful thing. And I, I wish that the the stigma of like abusive kitchens and long hours and underpaid could kind of just disappear because there's so much more to it than that. I, I'm also a little bit older and I feel like, well, you know, like sometimes you have to pay dues, but I mean, that's in every industry, right? You can't just walk in and start making a ton of money. You're, you're a lawyer, correct? Yeah. You know, and you probably didn't walk out of law school, like hitting it, right? That No, no, no. I did not. No. So it's, you know, like you just have to like, it just takes time. And I think part of it is right now is like, it, it's just hard to get back into it and accept you know, like this is going to be hard. Have there, have there been changes because of the pandemic and also sort of this reckoning? I mean, I must say I have. So I have we we're talking with for the show. I have two teenage daughters um, and my 17 year old, my older daughter, who's, you know, getting her summer jobs mm. and after school jobs and all these things for the past couple of years. And first of all, when they're your own kids, you're not reasonable um right, you right. can be re- right. you, your your mind goes to a bad place and then hopefully you you, you check yourself and then you move forward Correct. but there's still but part of the moments was what kind of jobs do i want my daughter to apply to mm-hmm. and i must say that part of my mind was like no not a restaurant right you get yelled at you may get harassed there's a little less structure there's so many people and not everyone can see your what's happening you're stuck in one-on-one situations sometimes and i it just didn't it it, it was an industry but where I, mean, I was like on, that's geez like i don't industry, want my daughter though. that's every that, industry so tell me tell me what that's like is there this sort of feel Right. The stereotypes, as you said, mm-hmm. how real are they and how do you move past them? OK, so a lot of the stereotypes are like the crazy screaming chef. Right. Right. Now, I would be a liar if I said I haven't yelled or screamed in my career. Right. And it's kind of a learned behavior. But like the the dramatized, uh, you know, like the Gordon Ramsay kind of stuff. Right. Um, That's a TV well, show. And it doesn't. You know, it, it happened, but it's definitely phasing out. I would say in the last 10 years, it's changed so much from when I started, even just as a line cook back in 2001. Jesus. Um, you know, uh, there's no place for it. It's not productive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody needs to feel safe at work. So, you know, that right off the bat, like moving from Chicago, where I was in kitchens, where that was kind of just an okay behavior to, you know, just yell at people and kind of use fear as a tactic or, um, I knew that like, again, well, I just don't, I wanted everything to go away. That was bad in restaurants. So Midmark's not an easy kitchen to work at, but nobody's getting screamed at, you know, it's, it's just, you're being held accountable. Um, you know, we have high standards in food, high standards in service. The food is complicated to make, although, uh, simplistic in appearance when it gets to the table. Um, so it's just, you know, like, but yeah, those, 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 Stereotypes exist. They exist for a reason because, you know, they, they were true to some extent. But, you know, you, I think you can pick apart any single industry mm-hmm. and find the exact same correlations. You know, like there are instances and, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. Even Absolutely. radio, I bet. Oh, of course. Um, right. Well, I'm a perfect saint. I've never raised my voice. I'm. I'm I'm not a loudmouth pushy sure. New Yorker. Who are yeah. you people talking about? Okay. Um, no, I think I think that's really fair. I was I was on a 
the Dane County Board for a handful of years, and there was a time where uh, a handful of us women that were on the Dane County Board got together and said, that's it, we can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. And and then we, we were sort of venting, and someone literally said, well, where else do you think we should be where this wouldn't happen? And we're like, oh, it's an America thing. It's it's a life thing. So it's, right. it's not an industry thing. It's a challenges, and you do see the restaurant industry more so than other industries yeah it's popular welcome but yeah. you're welcoming the reckoning you're yeah. actually making changes absolutely that people are seeing well, we really are and other industries are not doing we that. really are you know and it's 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 important to be able to change it's important yeah. to be able to grow you know i want to keep employees as long as possible and even when i was a cook i was bouncing from job to job every year you know and it's hard to continue to grow if you're not holding on to employees so it's all super important to just like try and change all these things that were wrong and and continue moving forward and talk to us about your time so you were in chicago Mm -hmm. and you made a decision talk to us about what happened in chicago and then your decision (laughs) but and then your decision not to stay in chicago to mint mark isn't your restaurant in Chicago. It is your restaurant here in Madison. Correct. Um, well, I cooked in Madison for three years. My wife graduated from W, um, and we wanted to seek out employment opportunities in Chicago, just because it's you know it's a it's a massive city. It's it's got all the opportunities, great places to work. So we decided to move down there and yeah. ended up making, you know, buying a house, uh, taking great jobs. She went to grad school, started having children. Um, you know, and as you progress, like more and more opportunities present themselves. And I was offered partnership in one restaurant and a chance to go back to another restaurant and run it as the executive chef. And maybe my wife just looked at me and she goes, how much longer are we going to do this? Hmm. You know, and uh, it's like, all right, well, we're going to let's move. Let's move back. And, you know, we I lived here for three years while she finished up undergrad and all my friends were still here and her friends. And, you know, this is a beautiful place to raise your children. You have access yeah. to the outdoors within 10 minutes of any direction. There's all the lakes, you know. Yeah, it was just, the, it was the right move to come back. I think we're really lucky because it, Mintmark sort of has this, you know, high sophistication, but it totally is the a perfect Madison restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Wisconsin and Madison guy. I mean, yeah. like, I got to work at some cool restaurants, but Madison is wrought with sophisticated restaurants, too, uh-huh. you know, like. Man, going to eat at Ataru's restaurant, Fairchild, is like one of my favorite things I to do because his food is so Fairchild. tight, you know. And then like going down the street to Ahan and having Jamie and Chucky's food, which is, I mean, just delicious and craveable. And I'm so happy I moved away from it. I lived a block away and my wife and I were getting it like once a week, <laughs> you know, and it, it became more of an addiction as opposed to luxury. Ahan like, was yeah. a, it was a yeah. requirement. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that yeah, place. But Madison, Madison's the home. You know, this is where I want to be. This is surrounded by incredible farms that, you know, help the restaurant out with their incredible yes. product. Yes. Uh, an absolute like wild influx of, you know, uh, citizens we've got you know all these corporations that are bringing in more and more people every year and it's just i don't know you've got the university you've got the government you've got medical it's it's got it all it's great carousel yes yes um okay we did hear woo um from where's the bike bell oh well the bike bell you're getting it the bike bell's here the bike bell's here that's awesome 
Um, we had an <laughs> online pledge from Suzanne. Suzanne is getting the wart embroidered patch. Ooh. Um, yes, yes. And she says, thanks for all the awesome shows. Wart rocks. So thank you so much um, for your for your generous pledge. And WRT listener, Yay. we need to hear from you. And Wait, ring that bell again because we have a second web pledge. We have another pledge from Dawn. Um, She says, Great to hear Patty's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! She misses you. So, right, it's great. I mean, the Patty and Carousel show, I like it. I like it. It's super special. The Patty, Carousel, Sean show. Right, right, right. right. That's what we got rocking in the studio today. Um, Thank you so much, Suzanne and Dawn, for supporting us, for making a contribution we be like Suzanne and Dawn how can people uh, contribute just pick up your phone dial 608-256-2001 extension 1 and one of our receptionists either Mary Joy or Mary Jo will take your pledge and they'll they'll talk to you about the gifts and also they'll talk to you about evergreen donors because Carousel I haven't mentioned evergreen donors what are evergreen donors Patty oh the evergreen donors are the people who um, you know decide to pledge an amount per year and it's just taken out magically taken out of their I think it's their checking account yes yeah you don't even know what's happening yeah yeah so like you know sixty dollars a month five or sixty dollars a year five dollars a month right and and that makes you an evergreen it's the donor. perfect I mean and that's that's how you get yourself up to you know the level to get uh, the t-shirts or the yes. patch or anything yes. but really every uh, every penny makes a huge difference we are volunteers here um, there is fabulous full-time staff hooray for them but so many volunteers that make this studio work and like you carousel yeah it's this is my favorite thing that i do every day this is every every week i just right get through court blah 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 blah. yay ward day <laughs> yay yay ward. i have a trial on friday i'm just gonna be sitting there on the trial being like when is it wednesday when can i get back to war you know and then you're gonna go to mint mark after your trial is oh through, my right? god yeah. wouldn't that be nice that would be fabulous well so so give us a call at area code 608-256-2001, extension 1. Or pledge online at wortfm.org. Just hit the orange donate button, and it'll walk you through everything you need to do. Fantastic. Thank you again to Don and Suzanne. Be like Don and Suzanne. Please contribute to the great work that we're doing. Um, so, Sean, again, I want to remind everyone we listen. We are talking with Sean Farr. He is the... Um, 2023 chef of the year and the chef at mint mark um tell us about muscle lounge oh man muscle lounge is the place where you want to be uh <laughs> so like, like the che- I, yeah, I feel like the cheers theme just went in my so head so good um so uh chad and i were approached by a gentleman uh about opening a bar in a strip mall over off of monona and uh we were both kind of like i don't know strip malls i don't know you know and uh in all your free time to open up a second place right well you know this was even this started a little bit before the pandemic and uh finally we're like you know what let's just go ahead and give it a shot and one of the things we've always loved is kind of like you know 1970s and 80s basements you know like parlor (laughs) games and kind of chill places to hang and neon lights yeah no uh no no neon lights um maybe some lava lamps if we could find Uh. them but uh Definitely some some chill lighting, um, 
And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I love fishing. Uh, Chad uh, says he's fishing adjacent. He doesn't really take part, but he does wear fishing shirts from now and then. Um, <laughs> so the kind of idea was like this, um, an homage to Wisconsin bars and like parents' basements um, without making it like this crazy, like, we're an up north bar, you know, like in your face and very blatant. Uh, and man, it just, it turned out, turned out so well it's so beautiful and then uh three days before we were allowed to open uh they said we couldn't have people in a bar mm-hmm. anymore welcome to so, the pandemic my goodness yeah so you know uh through the help of our customers and through the uh help of draining my savings account and chad's savings account uh you know we were able to stay open but it was it was hard because we had this beautiful brand new bar with just you know this incredible mural that was hand painted on the wall that's huge it's 18 feet by like eight feet uh you know just just everything was so perfect and literally you had to walk through it like a museum if you wanted to use the bathroom then go back out to the parking lot of a strip mall but everybody did it everybody believed in it and they hung out and they continued to show up until the winter time and it was just too cold to hang out in a parking lot (laughs) we shut it down for a minute and then, like that, we were allowed to be open again, and it has not slowed down since. Really? It is the busiest, most fun bar. We have the best activities, you know, shuffleboard league, cribbage tournaments, uh, you know, meat raffles. We Like, nothing is too craziest for us to try and do an event with. We, you know, uh, once a year we do an event for Clean Water Wisconsin, where we hold the strip mall to carnival, or carnival to strip mall. And like we have dunk tanks and all kinds <laughs> of games, and it's just it's like a huge wild party. This sounds awesome. Yeah, we sell Froboni's pizzas, you know, uh, frozen pizzas and uh, batch uh, pretzels. So I don't even really make any food. You don't make any. I don't food. make any food as of right now, um, but that ties into the expansion. So uh, we are currently in the process of taking over the space that was next door to us, uh, and uh, we are building like a private. Uh, party area because we get about three requests a week for private parties that we really can't accommodate without making it feel um, awkward in the bar, like roping right. off a section. For if you, somebody, if you know? you're, then if you go to the bar yeah. but you're not part of the party, yeah, you feel right, like right. you're not like welcomed. when you did your buyout at Mintmark, like you had yes, to take the whole yes. thing. Yes, right? yes. My husband's fiftieth birthday <clears throat> party was at Mintmark, and yeah. we took over the spot. It so was perfect. We've got that going right now. It's under construction, and then. During the pandemic, something that came out of that was um, we were borrowing a friend's food cart, and I was doing hamburgers out of there, uh, cheeseburgers, just to um, try and keep people, you know, in their seats. And uh, um, I had just gotten a, a English bulldog puppy named Hank, so we called it Hank's Hamburgers. He was really cute back then. Um, he's not so <laughs> cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, he's exactly like me. He's grumpy. And, <laughs> you are and, not yeah. grumpy. Um, but uh, so now we're what we're the plan is is we're going to open up in the existing kitchen uh, a to go burger spot and also like fish fry available on Wednesdays and Fridays and then fried chicken sandwiches on Thursdays and Saturdays. I think. Yeah. So it'll be cool. It's it's all its own little unit. You can order it online. You can pick it up, take it into the bar and eat if you want, or take it out to a park or sit in our pergola. Um, you know, but yeah, there will be food from Chef Sean Farr being offered up in, by the by the summer. So 
Yeah. That's pretty fast. And yeah. Mint Mark is moving and expanding. And yes, also Mint Mark uh, is moving to uh, East Washington and First Avenue in the Standard Building. Uh, we're hoping to be operating by February in 2024. Okay. But uh, we're doubling the size of the restaurant in seating. Uh, getting a better kitchen. Quint- quintupling the size of the kitchen. Uh, it's The kitchen design is great. I'm so excited for it. But we're still keeping all of the <clears throat> concepts of Mintmark that everybody loves. I get a lot of talk about, oh, it feels so special in here. Right. It's, it's so sort of small beautiful. and cozy. Sure, it's small and cozy. <laughs> um, it's small. <laughs> but, you know, th- at the end of the day, that was a cinder block building that we took everything out of, right? All the electric, all the drywall, everything. It was left just down to a cinder block shell. Oh my gosh. And we created that space. We're moving into what is right now a cinder block shell. It seems to be your specialty. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Muskie was a longer, longer, longer cinder block hallway, essentially. You know, it doesn't matter where it is. It's It's the customers the cooks, yeah. and the servers, and the product that creates this experience. We made Mint Mark a cozy space, right? We made the musky a cozy, approachable space. So we're going to do that again. We're bringing all the elements that make Mint Mark special. You know, the like basement that leaks from every other corner and every, I don't even know where the water comes from sometimes. No. You know, like you guys don't want that, right? <laughs> no. Or, you know, like the fact that we have to use uh, city trash cans because we're not allowed to have a dump truck come to the back because, the, you know, it's too small. So, you know, my cooks that and managers helpful. are hauling 26 of those Ugh. cans out every week. You know, um, it's yeah. all the things that are going to make it easier for my employees to do the job that they're Even doing better. already really well. We're just implementing, you know, it's, it'll be, it'll be great. It's going to be incredible. I want you've said sort of like these key words that I love about, uh, you've talked about approachable. Mm -hmm. You've talked about how it's complicated food, but simple, simplistic in appearance. Right. And we were talking before the show about how I love that Mint Mark is high end, sophisticated food that is welcoming in a approachable and and really sort of takes it down or not is it'll never be the place where you're worried if you're not wearing the right clothes or do i belong here and there's something so magical about uh about that talk to us about the intent to make it accessible yeah well we'll talk about the food uh accessibility um one of my favorite stories early on about mint mark was um in the summer like somehow the menu just became vegetarian wasn't intentional but again like but that was what you i changed to the food so oftenly that and you know we're in the height of, you know i'm pretty sure it was like late summer so tomatoes and corn and squash and everything that's just incredible that the summer was just flying through the menu and i overheard somebody in the restaurant because i can hear everything everybody says it was it's a damn vegetarian restaurant. <laughs> and uh, and I just heard him saying, like, I want some meat and potatoes. So, you know, that one instance for Mint Mark specifically made me think of, like, at first I was mad. I was like, well, whatever, dude. Like, you know, check out what I'm doing. This is the best food right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but then I was like, man, I like, you know, I love meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love money, too. And uh, <laughs> I want to enjoy meat and potatoes with this guy that will give me money. 
to eat what I think is great meat and potatoes. So I spun it into teaching cooks how to braise, you know, because I remember my first braising lesson and I think it's an important thing to teach. So, you know, we're doing braised beef with, you know, uh, palm de duchess on top, like fancy mashed potatoes, like a little shepherd's pie kind of thing. Yes. Um, Yum. But man, like everyone was like, oh, hell yeah, meat and potatoes. So, you know, I found a way to make it approachable while still like teaching a technique. So all the food is we made from scratch. All the pastas, all of the you know pates and terrines. The only thing we don't make is bread, you know, because Madison sourdough kills it. Well, but wait, what about your biscuits? You make those? Right? Oh, I make biscuits. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Biscuits and cauliflower are the reasons <coughs> my children say, "When are we going to Mint yeah, Mark?" Yeah, and then the approachability from like the casual. Uh, atmosphere. Um, I mean, that's just, that's something that just has to happen Yeah. in dining in general. Like I used to work at a restaurant that would turn people away for what they were wearing. You know, um, you know, I've even been turned away from spots, as I mentioned before, for wearing sandals. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's not your that's, establishment. That, no, that sucks, man. Like right. just come in, just come in and have a good time. You know, obviously the, the shoot shirt, shoot shirt or what it's shoes shirt and Right. Something else. What else do you have to have? No shoes, no shirt, no, no service. service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, you got to bring shoes and shirts. You know. Pants so. optional. <laughs> yeah. But no yeah. dogs. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because it's food. You can't have dogs. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I'm assuming you want to bring your dog. Oh, I, I. We were in France like 20 years ago, and there were dogs in the restaurants. Oh, that yeah. was very just, France. Yeah. It was so wonderful. I it saw was that great. Too, when I was in France. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I, Man, it's just like make it approachable for everybody. I'm not dumbing anything down. I'm just not like, I, I, I don't know. Like life is too short to like wave that flag of like, you know, like look at what I'm doing. Check this out. Like I just want everybody to have a good time. I just want the food to be delicious. And I want everybody to like come in and like ha- have this awesome celebration of getting to eat with people and, and having that moment with like you know, delicious food. I mean, that's what makes it so wonderful is that you're the exact opposite of dumbing it down. You're you're some of the finest food in the city of Madison in a place that that is so welcoming and accessible and fun to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just wonderful. Well, Sean, congratulations on, uh, Madison's Chef of the Year, uh, 2023. Thank you for joining us today and talking to us. Um, Best of continued fabulous success for Muscle Lounge and for Mint Mark in your new spaces. I will be there with or without my children, (laughs) with or without my friends. You know, my husband could turn 50 again. We're coming back. Yeah, I mean, probably just say it's the 50th anyway, right? Just keep it rolling. (laughs) It's always. Right. I mean, we have to be there for its 51st. This where? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's just been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your support, and thanks to everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us again. Sean Farr, um, restaurant and owner of um, Mint Mark and Muscalound and Sporting Club here in Madison. And Patty, in our, our final minutes here Woo, more bell more bell yes. what do yes. we got what do we got okay we have we have a pledge from Cass thank you so much Cass Cass is also picking up what was what uh, the stickers she's getting the stickers and Cass loves all the shows on WORT all right so thank you Cass and we have another you. we have another um Another Red online pledge. pledge? Yes, Stacy has okay. pledged. Thank you so much, Stacy. Stacy got the long sleeve um, T-shirt. 
in black, black in black Sh- okay. stacy's stacy's like sean really cool <laughs> punk rocker stacy's going for the black maybe maybe you're not like that stacy <laughs> but we're, we're putting you there um that's just and stacy is also really happy to hear patty's voice and she says mint mark is the best oh, the best you. in caps and exclamation point Boom. so whoop. You're surrounded by the fans. Oh, thank so, you so much. Carousel, we yes. have a deadline. Yes. Like three minutes for callers and to call And we still have three in. minutes. Yes. We're not so worried. So you can meet that deadline. Like, you're not getting food out. It's not like, you know, you're plating food or anything. You, you just need it. to call us. Yeah. Yes. Or go What's online. What's the phone? Oh, the phone. Yeah. 608-256-2001, extension 1. And wortfm.org. We have thank you to everyone who has pledged so far, Stacy and Don and Suzanne and Cass. Um, it's just been wonderful. We really appreciate everyone's support this week and next week. Please continue to support the great conversations we're having at Ward. This has just been a delight too. I mean, we're always so heavy in the politics, and today, <laughs> you know, we have Sean. I mean, I think this should be our most successful <laughs> pledge show ever to encourage me to only talk to people like Sean. You know, change my joke carousel that's it oh my god who's hungry now before (laughs) you grab your final bite i know you're hungry now please pledge at wortfm.org and we don't care if you get crumbs on the phone that's okay because we don't see it we're not gonna see it oh my god there's crumbs everywhere in my house i don't have time uh, carousel crumbs and cat hair uh, my dogs but crumbs and cat hair that's perfect well thank you everyone a huge thank you thank you patty for joining us today. Oh, for, Carousel, it's been a hoot. It's thank so you for having great me. great to hear from you. Huge thank you to Dave, um, the expert, uh, for filling in as engineer today. Huge thank you to Jay um, for producing and doing her amazing work for Sholly, um, for Mary Jo and Mary Joy. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a huge thanks to Jay, um, who's in there training as engineering. It's just been wonderful having everyone here. It is never too late to pledge. 256-2001, extension 1, or WORTFM.org. And I want to remind you, you are listening to WORT 89.9 FM Madison. We'll see you all again next week. Thanks, everybody. Send you merry go rounding by the KKK police the streets by blood hounding. Interest on the credit card just keeps on compounding. But the FCC can never shut this pirate sound down. I'm indirect, we come and never pre recorded with information.